Welcome to the latest episode, guys, of Who, What, When, Where, and the Why. My name is Jason Ike. I'm the Health and Wellness Director at Tuscarawas County YMCA. I'm very excited today. Usually you see me in one of these chairs, but today I'm actually going to be your host, which uh, usually Kathleen Johnson does this for us. She does a fantastic job, but I'm going to try and do good uh, for you guys today as well with me. Super excited about having Shauna Angel and Omar Garcia with me today. They are uh, uh, two of my wellness staff and two of my personal trainers and exercise instructors. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Today's podcast, we're going to call it Raising the Bar. Actually, Omar named the podcast for us today. So yeah, very creative. Uh, He gave us, uh, gave me a number of uh, of uh, suggestions. Uh, <laughs> this one was the one that we picked. They were all equally creative. And I love That's, my puns. That, uh, Omar and his puns, absolutely. <laughs> so they true. were all they were all great. But yeah, so we're ca- talking about raising the bar today. When you know, guys know when you see me uh, on uh, the podcast for the Y that we're typically talking about fitness because that's what I do. So I thought today would be a a cool change to bring in two of my uh, uh, staff to sort of let them talk and kind of talk about their their, their techniques, their, their philosophies and something, and and some ways that we can kind of welcome everyone out there that might, might kind of think after the pandemic, we need to get a little bit moving a little bit more and need to start getting back to health and fitness. Uh, I'm excited to see what these guys say today. So we're going to get right into it. So with the first question we're going to talk about is guys, tell us a little about how the two of you came into the health and wellness industry and the YMCA. We'll start with Shauna, if that's okay. That is so fine. You know that's fine. Um, so I, when I was growing up, I was a competitive figure skater. I think I've said that before on this podcast. In fact, I think Kathleen learned that on this podcast, yeah, and believe, she was shook. I, I believe she, she did. straight up shook. She wasn't um, expecting it. But yeah, so um, being active has always been part of my lifestyle. And uh, after I had my son a few years ago... Um, I got really sick, and then um, I decided that I wanted to buy my husband personal training packages, but do them as buddy training so that it was also a present for me, and we ended up training with Jason, and I loved it. I loved lifting. I had never seriously lifted before, and uh, apparently I liked it enough that I stuck around, and I got my certification as a personal trainer, and I've been here ever since. And I usually... She does all this stuff super well with classes and stuff. And I usually just kind of like go, hey, how about adding this? Which is why she does Kids on the Move now and, and all this other stuff. So we, we, we usually just be like, hey, Shauna is, is our go-to person. And she does a fantastic job. But it's, it, it speaks to her versatility. Speaking of versatility, Omar, super. I mean, you have an awesome why story. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Well, the way I came into health and wellness was just basically when I was little, um, I was very skinny and by very hyperactive up until about fourth grade. And then uh, my thyroid slowed, slowed down, um, much like my mom and, and much of her side of the family, we all have hypothyroidism. So I was overweight for a very long time, probably from fourth grade up through um, grad school, really. Really? And it wasn't until I really got out of grad school. When I graduated, it was the uh, summer of 2000. Three, uh, I was living in Akron, and at that point, I really decided, you know, it's time to get in shape. Um, when you're in school, I'm sure many people can probably uh, empathize with this. It's difficult to uh, to eat healthy sure. and make smart eating decisions and and things like that. But when I got out of school, I, I figured this was the time. Uh, I was living in Akron, and I was 
uh, I lived across from Glendale Cemetery. So I would just go over there and run, you know, and I think the first day, I think I probably ran for about two or three minutes and I was out of breath. And, you know, I kept it up. Um, in addition to exercising, I just also, you know, began eating healthier. And basically over that summer and um, into the, the following winter, so it was probably over the course of eight or nine months, I lost about 60 pounds. Wow. And at that point, um, really couldn't lose much more weight. So I started going up to the FitWorks in Akron. And I did some, uh, I had a personal trainer there for a while. And, you know, I continued, you know, on my own lifting for a long time. And so that's probably ever really since about 2003, 2004 is when I started um, lifting weights, um, eating healthy, making good uh, decisions like that. And then I think I started working at this Y in probably 2011, around then, about 10 years ago. And uh, working in the aquatics department, uh, I still work in the aquatics department. Over the years, I've uh, lifeguarded, I've taught swim lessons, I've taught um, aqua aerobics, um, and Tai Chi. I did Tai Chi. I did tai, tai Chi. Yeah. That, that, so I'm thinking just as far as the water uh, aquatics goes, those were the things I was doing. Awesome. But then um, uh, when did I start in the wellness center? Maybe um, four years ago? Yeah. I'm going to guess something I'm like sure that. Four years ago. Uh, and then since then, I've been working in the wellness center. Uh, I did teach the a Tai Chi class for a while. I think I taught one chair yoga class <laughs> uh, before the lockdown happened. Um, but that that's basically been my kind of story and how I got into fitness and, and yep. how I got into to working at the Y. So a lot of versatility there, which which I think is really interesting. So it, you don't have to pigeon yourself into one like discipline or one style, which I think is important because some people are like, oh, to be in shape, I, I just have to run like like half marathons all the time, or I have to bench press 350 pounds. That's not the case. There's a lots of different avenues, lots of different pathways to wellness. That's such a nice keyword, right? Pathways of wellness. But uh, <laughs> so moving on here, those are awesome qu answers, guys. How do you individually motivate new clients who may be new to fitness while developing relationships and trust? So you guys both talked about how you came in and both of you, which I thought was interesting. You guys both had a personal trainer and you guys, I see, I, I didn't have a trainer. So I, I sort of, taught myself when, when I came into this, I was just like, well, this is the, the body I want. This is the style of exercise that I want to get into. So I just immersed myself into literature and videos and with usually the old bodybuilding guys from the seventies, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Franco Colombo, that kind of stuff. Most people are like, who are they? But, uh, you know, that's how I did it. So I'm interested. So you guys came in as trainers, uh, getting a trainer. So I, I'm interested to see how you would talk to somebody if you had, like, cause you guys get new clients all the time. So how do you break the ice with them and, and kind of motivate those new people? So I think one of the things that is very, very important when you're starting to work out is finding what you enjoy, because not everybody's going to come into the wellness center and be like, I want a bench. Right. Some people want to find something a little different. Like I tried out so many different types of exercise, everything from aerial yoga all the way to to powerlifting. I remember your area yoga story. He wasn't a fan, if I remember correctly. Of of the one experience, I did yeah. it for a long time, but yeah, and being able to find find something that fits each person is really important. Right. And 
I think the value in a personal trainer is that you have that accountability. You have somebody who's counting on you to show up and do your workout. Not only that, but it helps prevent injury. So if you come in and you work out way too hard on the first day and you hurt for like a week afterwards, you're not going to want to come back three more times that week. Um, so having somebody who knows how to, to moderate that and, um, and, and help you find what fits for you is really important. Right. Because some people think that that's how it, how it's done. Some people think that you have to have that crazy, uh, that like almost breakneck intensity. And if, if you, if you're not hurting, if you don't feel like train hit you the next day, then you have a quality workout. And that's absolutely not the case. And I, I try to tell clients that you, they shouldn't be chasing that elusive soreness because if you're chasing that feeling, you're always going to be striving to put your body under more and more stress to, to obtain that. All soreness is, guys, all it is is an indication that your body's doing something it's not used to. Simple as that. End of story, period. So it, you can have quality workouts and not have that soreness. In the, and now you should feel like you did something. You should have some semblance, but you should not feel over and over again after every workout that you have uh, intense muscle soreness and pain. If that's the case, then you're, you may have an injury or your recovery that, that I, would, I would think that you're probably your recovery is in, in question. So either in your diet or your rest. So after I'm done rambling, I'll give it to Omar. <laughs> yeah. I, just as far as with clients, I usually kind of differentiate too between like muscle fatigue and, and soreness. Correct. That's, you that's, know, that, yeah, uh, like, good. like you should never feel sore. You know, if, if something that you're doing, if something we're doing is causing soreness, then, we need yeah. to modify that or stop it. Right, right. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. But, but as far as motivating uh, new clients, um, I know when um, I was studying to become a personal trainer, we learned about SMART goals. And some of the things about that are setting, you know, small, obtainable goals. Absolutely. And you were talking about, you know, not necessarily going gung-ho right away. Uh, Shauna was talking about moderation. And so I think that's one area definitely where you can kind of help with, with new clients and make it a little less intimidating right. is to set those small attainable goals, uh, sort of baby steps, so to speak, and give them things that, you know, they can kind of see some results, you know, in a relatively small amount of time, you know, that it's really encouraging to be able to see something tangible, mm -hmm. right? you know, and um, when we have new clients, when I have new clients, I think most of our, our trainers um, we'll usually write down the stuff that we're doing on our workout sheet. Uh, we'll work write out the exercise and the weight that we're using. So even just certain things like seeing that they, that they can increase the weights so they can increase the reps from yep. one week to another yep. is something that they can, you know, it's a tangible Absolutely. Uh, thing that they can witness. And I think that, you know, certainly helps motivate me. And I think it helps motivate a lot of people in general. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. So it might not be a tangible result that you're seeing maybe in the mirror, or maybe on the scale. But if those, like Omar said, if those reps are coming up or if that weight on a particular exercise is coming up or you're able to maybe increase your range of motion. Yeah. Or even certain things too, like, you know, I, I tell people, you know, you don't need to be too fixated on, you know, the numbers on the scale, Absolutely. you know, do your clothes fit a little bit looser. Yep. yep. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of different right. indications that you can, yeah. you know, witness that, that, that let you know that, that you're making progress. Yeah. It's all about body comp changes. I, I weigh, you probably weigh, how, let me guess, how much do you weigh? I just, uh, about 190 right yeah, now. I weigh 240 pounds and I'm about six foot. People look at me like, there's no way you weigh 240. What, you know, it's, it, it's muscles of more dense tissue. 
So, but if you put that, so don't chase that number. Oh, I want to get down to 175. I would look pretty small at 175. So, you know, so it's just, it's kind of how you're, how you're, 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 you're planning out that workout. What kind of body, what kind of performance do you want? Are you training to be in athletics? Are you training just for individual health and wellness? Or are you training for aesthetics? Do you want to compete in figure competitions or bodybuilding competitions? It's all a completely different game. Uh, and, a, and a quality fitness professional is going to be able to differentiate between that stuff. And they're going to be able to point you in the right direction so you can uh, have those goals that are obtainable and keep you motivated. That's how you're going to keep coming. So that, those are awesome answers, guys. I You just absolutely hit. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And so, real quick. Sorry, go ahead. About, no, yeah, no, no, no. Talking absolutely. about some of the small things that you start to notice right away when you start working out, along with seeing those numbers going up on what you're what you're lifting, things like that. The biggest thing that I hear from clients when they first start is within the first week or two, they start telling me that outside they have more energy. They can see themselves like being more active during the day because they're coming in and working out. So, and that's a huge thing for a lot of people. Right. And also to have the energy to do stuff. Improving everyday stuff too. So this, we should have talked on that. I'm glad you, you said that my brain wasn't even going there, but, uh, getting up and down a flight of stairs, being able to play uh, longer with your grandkids or your children. These are some stuff that some of us that are maybe have been doing this stuff for 20 years, we might not, we take it for granted. Oh, of course we can run around after our kids. Of course we can go up a flight of stairs without being winded. There's people that can't walk 10 feet without being winded. So uh, we take this stuff for granted, but if, if they're working out with a trainer, with one of us or anywhere else, and within two weeks, they see that, that, that endurance increase, Wow, that's going to be massive. That's going to be a lot more important to them than you know than than a couple numbers on a scale. I would hope, but th- that'd be exciting. Yeah, it, yeah, awesome, sure. awesome. It's just it you, you can't you can't understate the, the value of it. It just it, it comes easy talking from us because it's been a part of our lives for so long. But we just we we encourage you guys to do it. I mean, we can help you. It, it's it's we'll get you there. We'd love to talk to you about it. But uh, it, it, moving on from that, kind of the same thing. So we get a client and, and the client's progressing and they're doing great. Let's talk a little bit about breaking through plateaus and keeping those results of a high, healthy life, lifestyle progressing. So it, 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 we've had that client for six, eight weeks. They're doing awesome. They're coming pretty consistently. Their diet's in, in check for the most part. And uh, it gets to the point where they're seeing that those, those clothes, they're not seeing that body comp change. Maybe a couple numbers on the scale are coming up because they may, they may be adding muscle, which is more dense tissue. Maybe they're not quite going through those PRs, those, uh, those, those personal records with those lifts. Maybe their kind of weights are getting kind of stagnant. So how do we get through that? How do we break through that for them? I think a big thing is changing up the workout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and talking about it with them. So if you add some new things in there, mix it up so you're not just, you know, bench, right. you know, curls. Unless it's Jeff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get a kick Jeff. out of we mentioned um, him. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to bench. Yeah. Um, it's his favorite. Uh, but, like, you know, mix in something like do walking lunges or right. wall balls or something they're not used to. Um, adding something in like that can really help yeah. re-motivate you when you're feeling like, oh, do Absolutely. I have to go to the gym today? Yeah, interval training, uh, Tabatas, uh, circuits, supersets, that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that I've employed, uh, and I know you guys do as well. So um, this is, what I don't do know think, if it necessarily um, <laughs> apply to um, a, a new client or someone that's been training for a while, but uh, as far as the healthy lifestyle goes, um, I think if you 
uh, plan ahead, um, it makes things easier. So for example, like if you have your gym bag, you know, like put it in your car like the night before or something, you know, if you can just come straight from work. uh, I know I'm the type of person, if I get home, like I'm pretty much stuck there (laughs) the rest of the evening. You know, you've tried to get me out (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) We We get together in the evening and it's like, I'm sorry, I'm home. Yeah. I'm in bed. I think you've literally said that to me. Like, no, you, you know, I, I, we're, we're, I'm not coming back out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, one obstacle I think that a lot of people, you know, could face. That it's just as soon as you get home, like you just go into a relaxed mode. So, you know, have your gym bag in the car, be ready to go. Um, likewise with nutrition. Yeah. Um, you know, if you leave your um, food up to choice, yeah. You know, a lot of times you're going to have vending machines. Which is and, why you don't and, go to the grocery store and, hungry. And uh, <laughs> yeah. fast food mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. Yep. And I mean, if you do that, that's fine. But uh, I know for me personally, like I bring my cooler with me yeah. to work and my mysterious cooler of mystery, <laughs> forbidden <laughs> cooler of mystery, <laughs> I call it. And I have all my meals and stuff through the day. I have snacks. Um, right. You know, I eat like every two to three hours. Yeah. And... I know if I didn't do that, I mean, it'd be much harder to, to make those healthy eating decisions and, and nutrition. But you know what that does? That keeps you on a routine. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you form that routine, and that is so important to keep in that, that accountability because you're accountable to yourself then. If you're yes. not, you could be as accountable as you want to a small group partner or a personal trainer, but if you're coming and doing through all the motions, but when you get home, you're, you're smashing a pizza, you know, drinking a six pack, you know, every night, you know, your, your results are going to be on the table. So if you're doing those kind of things that you just talked about, that's a fantastic way to get yourself into a routine, to be honest with you yourself and to be accountability, accountable to yourself. I, I think that's a great answer. And that brings up the whole conversation of motivation and, and how yeah. people are motivated. So there's, there's extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. What Omar's talking big about is, is yes, <laughs> I like big words. Um, <laughs> what Omar is talking about is intrinsic motivation. That's the motivation that comes from inside you. That is what you bring to the table. And that's the most important kind. Um, yeah. I don't want to dis- discount extrinsic motivation at all. The, the people around you that are pushing you, um, the way you feel accountable to your trainer, uh, you know, maybe you've put money on the line. Like that's, that's a good extrinsic motivator. Maybe if you say, Oh, I complete six weeks of training, then I get to go do this thing. I'll do that with myself. If I'm in a lull, I'll well, that's be why like, those workplace I- things do so well. A lot of times I have like work, workplace wellness. And then you do that competition, everybody in your right. office. They- yeah. I'll bribe myself with new workout clothes, but like <laughs> those, those are right. two different kinds of motivation that are both really important, but the people that are the very most successful are the ones that are motivated because they know this is what they need to do for themselves. It's more sustainable. Yeah. Yep. 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 Awesome. Anything that you do, be it not just health and wellness stuff, but especially on diets. Uh, if you're, if it's something you can sustain for a long haul, then it's something that you're much more likely to do. If it's something that like, okay, let's absolutely have zero carbohydrates. Yeah. That you're going to drop weight really, really quick. But the problem with that, that's absolutely not, a, you can't, you can't sustain that. It's, it's not realistic. So you're going to probably, you might do that for a month, but after that, you're going to be so completely carb deficient that you're going to just, you know, go, ah, yeah. So we, we want to try and talk to people about not only, uh, uh, exercise that's sustainable, but, but diet stuff too. You have to be able to kind of keep that going. Yeah. So yeah, great. yeah. Understanding, 
understanding the basics of nutrition and where your calories come from is a really important part of your health and wellness. And that's sort of outside the scope of a personal trainer's practice, but it is something that we do know about and, and like, sure we can talk about, we can't necessarily advise you on making meal plans and stuff, but we can, we can like, we do know something. We know something. We, we know we know one one or two things. We, yeah, they right. do teach you how many calories each carbohydrate right. has in your yes, diet. Certification. Yes, absolutely. So I can tell you that. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. I actually paid attention to that part in school. But <laughs> all right, guys, let's talk to that person. This is kind of. I tried to, when I wrote these questions to try to get them to kind of flow. But let's talk about that person now who's watching, who's never had a trainer. They're a bit nervous or apprehensive. Uh, this is what we've tried to do every time that I've been on this podcast to kind of break through and be like, Hey, listen, this isn't scary, even though, you know, Omar looks like a rock God and, and, and I have, and I have this, this huge beard and stuff, but we're, we're actually really, I assure you we're very nice people. Well, at least Omar is, but, uh, so, but what, what, what can we say to these people that maybe be on the fence be like, wow, training is so intimidating. It's so scary. It's so, I, I, I don't know what, what if I can't do one push up in front of this trainer. Like what, what if they go, Oh man, you're, you're too far gone. Just go back home, oh. which is never going to happen, which would say, Hey, some people think that some people think that, that, that they're going to get in front of people and they're going to have you do an assessment, which is part of the reason why I don't do assessments. Oh, no. And that's, well, that's very yeah. controversial. Sana. There's probably trainers out there that go, Oh, they don't do assessments. I don't, I haven't for 15 years. And this is why there's yeah. the exercises that I put people in that I can tell right now. Okay. You, you have, you have weakness in your glutes and you have a, a tightness in, in your lower body and posterior chain. If you can't get to a, a parallel squat. So I have people do that and I can ascertain where you are physically. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, those things are so, I lost my train of thought there, but there, those assessments are so important to the mainstream training. So you and I are a little bit on the fringe there. So it sounds, it sounds like, Oh no, 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 no assessments. I know. Right. But a lot of people do, but let's talk about, about that person or let's talk to that person. What would or should we as professionals and YMCA staff say to a person like that to kind of get them motivated to come talk to us? Well, I would just say two things. Uh, One is when I'm training people. And, and I think Sean and I have both done this and I've seen other personal trainers there as well, is that we do have a, a back room, which is like kind of for stretching and floor exercises and things like that. And so sometimes, you know, if, if you're a little nervous about being out in the open where everyone can see you, uh, you know, there is a little bit of privacy back mm-hmm. there. It's, it, you know, it's not quite as, you know, intimidating for the client that maybe can't do a push up yet or, or, or things like that. Uh, but, but I would say also just the environment at the Y, it's not necessarily like a powerhouse gym, you know, even, I mean, there are certainly some guys in there that are very strong. Uh, You know, you see them doing max lifts and things like that. But I mean, you'll also see, you know, senior citizens in there walking around the track uh, using the elliptical bikes. Um, You know, you'll see people of all different ages, different stages in their lives, you know, different goals. So I think probably just seeing the people around you, you know, and realizing that it's not all just, you know, what people might think of traditional meatheads. Correct. Um, correct. Things like that. Yeah. But it, I'm not, I can't speak for everybody, but I think our members, I can rattle off five people right now that are, that are pretty strong and that are, as soon as you look at them, they're physically intimidating, but these people are motivating and they will help you, even though they're not on my training staff and they might not be certified personal trainers, they would be more than happy to, to, to politely, uh, friendly 
uh, friendly. I can't. Even, they're they're going to assist you in ways that's not intimidating. You're not going to look at you and go, "What are you doing here?" That doesn't happen in our wellness center. Um, if if it did, I would I would make sure that, that it didn't happen again. So, I, I, fitness is for everybody. It really is. That sounds like a cliche. Not every exercise is, not every style is, but fitness is for everybody. We can make modifications to have you to have you get success. We can make modifications for you to get those uh, those uh, goals. It, it might look a little different than your neighbor or your friend or your, even your husband or your wife, but we we can get you there. So that that, that that's awesome that you said that. It, we 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 have, I think we have a welcoming environment. Not only the back stretching room, but we also we do small group training downstairs in the aerobics room. As long as we don't have classes down there, I encourage it. So I know Shauna has taken people down there. A couple of our other trainers have taken people down there. So, and I think we're, we're in the process of getting another room, yeah. which just maybe, maybe Tiffany will yell at me for spilling the beans, but we have plans to get another room where the spin bikes are now. So we're going to utilize that for a couple more things. It isn't just going to be for that spin room. So we have some flooring coming and uh, my hope is to get some equipment in there so that we can have that be a, another area where we can have, uh, small groups and, and the like, which is, it's almost, it could be a little bit more of a private spot. So to get yeah. to kind of ease people in there. Yeah. And I definitely agree that having that stretching room is, it's very comforting to a lot of people. Absolutely. And you mentioned modifications. So I would say out of my clients, 70% of them modify push-ups. Sure. I think maybe one client actually does push-ups on the floor, like full push-ups. And, and even then sometimes they modify. Right. So modifications are not anything to be embarrassed no, about. I, I modify not. stuff for yeah, myself so yeah. simply because I know what my body is capable of, what, you know, what, what injuries my body's seen in the past. And <laughs> That's I, definitely why I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, I, you learn those things about people. So like I can, I know most of my yep. clients like, oh, well this one, you know, we're going to be doing our overhead presses with hands turned in versus out because she's had a shoulder injury, things like that. And you make, you make those modifications so that you feel more comfortable. And I'm not ever going to laugh at you for not being able to do something. And yeah. I know people hear personal trainer and they think like, oh, they're going to yell at yeah, it's me. It's going to be a drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I've never heard yeah. anybody yell. I don't think Omar has ever yelled at anything in yeah, his he, life. I don't think he ever has. I don't know if his voice goes that loud. No, um, I don't know. I talk loud sometimes, but I'm not going to yell at you. Good yeah. E even, even other trainers and other facilities that I've been around over the course of my career, even those of us that, yeah, that's, that's just not how it's done. <laughs> if somebody's doing that to you, you, you probably, unless you respond to that, I suppose. I don't know. I know there Maybe. probably are people that do that. And if it works for you, then that's awesome. But I, I'm not sure that's going to, that would probably just be a niche, you know, for an individual, you know, yeah. just to kind of just select few people. I'll cheer for you loudly, but I won't yell at yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, we're not scary. And <laughs> I, when I say all abilities, I mean, I have absolutely. clients, all ages, all abilities. It is up and down the spectrum. Yep. So, you know, you could come in. I've had a client come to me at 90 years old and be like, let's work out. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Let's go. Well, you have some, you have a lot of special needs clients yeah, and, and the retention rate's super high on that. I'm just kind of tooting your horn there. They're but awesome. It, yeah. You just, that's awesome. Like a whole, a, a wide variety of population that you, that all of us have worked with. I, I know Omar, you've done the same thing. I, I've trained uh, clients as young as six, all the way up six. Can you believe that? All the way up to, uh, to, I think 85 is the oldest person I ever had. But, um, Omar, how, how old have you gone? Um, Maybe 60s. Yeah. 
I oh, think we got we got changed. Then that do I have there. the record at ninety? You you may. I don't know if I've ever trained somebody that's ninety. So I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Have but to go find a 91. I know, right? <laughs> now the competition is on. But yeah, I mean, you can you can have that strength, and it, and it helps. I was talking a little bit ago about that quality of life. If you have that strength, even at that advanced age, it's going to be so much easier for them to do stuff that we take for granted. They're going to be able to reach above their head to grab something out of the cupboard, to be able to to, uh, to get in and out of their car if they're still driving. And I know a lot of nine-year-olds that are still driving. Uh, being able to get up and down steps, being able to uh, walk their dog, playing with their grandkids, pick up uh, like a younger grandkid, a smaller grandkids. And those are huge things for people, especially when you get to that age, because it gets to be about those those little life uh, those little life joys that maybe now in our 30s and 40s we're like, eh. But, you know, in 30 or 40 years, the things are going to change. So being healthy and being strong, it, not, not to mention the fact that if you're building muscle, especially for young ladies, it's, it's warding off that osteoporosis, increase that, the density of the bones. So it's going to remove some of that likelihood of that fall risk. So you, you, it's going to increase your uh, balance, increase your abdominal strength. So you're not quite as uneasy and your, your bones are going to be a lot more stronger as a result because of the bone density increases. So there's, there's no, there is no downside. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be, uh, you're going to have much more energy. You're going to be more flexible. So, I mean, yeah, it, there is no downside. One last thing, guys, these are awesome. We could do this all day, but let's, let's talk about, What's your favorite thing about being part of the YMCA? Now I know your favorite thing is working with me. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I, I know, okay. I, is that you know, the right so, answer? but, 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 the, but that. other than that, other than working in Jason Ike's department, uh, what's, what's your favorite part of the YMCA? <laughs> I feel like the whole YMCA is a family. I think I've said this Correct. before on many YMCA media outlets, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. You don't pay us extra to say that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, no, but it does. It's really like a big giant family. Like right. everybody from the preschool to the pool to the wellness center, all of them, I feel like I know them right. and can talk to them. I guess I'll give member services that too. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, throw it out for Gary. For Just for Gary. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, member services is awesome. But yeah, uh, but I do. I feel like it's a big family. Everybody's there because they want to be there. Right. Nobody's there to like make a million dollars. And um, We are a nonprofit, remember. <laughs> and I think that's what makes it a really great place to be. No, but like what Omar said earlier, Omar works in aquatics. He works in wellness. He's also a personal trainer and exercise instructor, fitness instructor. So there's, even though fitness and wellness are, is in, under the same umbrella, uh, he's working aquatics too. So that's multiple departments that he works in. There's a lot of us that work in different departments. I know Kelly, she works in member service, but she also works in wellness. Kayla, the same way. And uh, if I take any more of their staff, Kathleen Johnson will, will hunt me down. So, so but it, it is, everyone like working at member service is great because you know why? I think they have the hardest job in the building because they have to know all the rules and regulations. They have to be well-schooled and versed in the programming. Plus they have to greet everybody. So they know everybody that comes in, all the members' names. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's definitely a very important job. And mm-hmm. they, they do a great job. They got a great staff, child watch staff the same way. Yeah. You got to be willing, you got to be so welcoming and, and comfortable so the members can leave their children with you. That's a huge thing, especially now post pandemic. Yeah. And uh, so aquatics, obviously that's a life skill. I know Stacy will probably give me some some bonus points for saying life skill, but that's something that we all should know how to do. And the aquatic staff is super welcoming to provide people with that life skill, even if they're older, let alone if they're younger in the in the, the youth uh, water classes. So it, it is it is a family, and I'm proud to be a part of it. I would say continuing 
um, with what Shana said, I would say too that definitely the environment, the the, the camaraderie, yeah, um, is is definitely a big plus. Uh, I mean, in addition just to to working with you, I mean, I do consider you friends too. Oh, and, thanks, buddy. And uh, we're gonna have a group hug <laughs> yeah, after group the hug. after the seconds. podcast, not on, not on camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like. If I do, like, if I'm having a bad day, like, if I'm depressed about something, right. like, I could come to Chana or I could come to uh, Jason and, you know, I, I could talk to them about whatever's on my mind. I right. know they're not going to judge me uh, or anything like that. Right. Um, the, the other thing, too, just personally for me, my, my favorite part of the why is just um, having uh, access to the gym <laughs> on a regular <laughs> basis. Uh, I mean, I am a gym rat. I definitely enjoy that. Um, it's really almost like therapy uh, sure, in, in a way yep. uh, you know i just like to put some aggressive music yeah. on lift some heavy weights yeah. and you know yeah. it's a good way to kind of rid yourself you know right. of you know maybe negativity yeah. or or you know depression or whatever you know you're going through absolutely so that, that's note, a big plus tell us real quick omar is a professional musician he plays guitar yes. and bass in numerous bands yes and he's uh, awesome yeah he's so fantastic good. i yeah. play guitar but it, guitars is my main instrument uh i mean i've played bass before mm -hmm. um you know with some of my friends bands yeah. um i played piano growing up yeah uh percussion um, wow yeah, he's a so. super talented guy. We're, we're just we're jack of all versatile. trades, uh, master of none. <laughs> yeah, it sounds familiar. <laughs> I, well, guys, anything else we have? Any want to talk about anything else or any, real quick? Should we mention the types of personal training we have? Because we don't just have one-on-one -on -one personal training. A fantastic thing to say. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we do have one-on-one have -on -one training. We talked a little bit about small group training. That's something I usually, as long as we have up to three, if, if, three between three and five, three and six, we can do small group. It makes it very cost-effective for the individuals. Uh, youth personal training is something that's always been very popular. Um, and that is up until uh, the youth ages all the way up until I believe 18. And that's another thing that's very inexpensive that we offer at the YMCA. Uh, we still have those skill set uh, training where we can go through. And if you really want to learn how to do the barbell deadlift, we provide that for you. If you want to do how, know how to do the uh, bench press squats, that kind of stuff. So we provide kind of like a training session where it's basically breaking down those movements. And uh, some, those are hit and miss. Some, sometimes we get a little bit of that. And sometimes, sometimes people kind of just do that on themselves, but it, I've seen this from training in, um, and weight rooms and stuff, working with sports teams in the area. A lot of times if a kid learns how to do a bench or a squat in a weight room, and I'm not going to discount uh, school athletics because they have come uh, a mile and a half. It's been, it, I see such a difference when I'm in a, in a school weight room now, now they have real professionals in there, which I think is awesome. So they're actually teaching these kids how to exercise properly so they don't get hurt, but we can't, we have a bunch of different things. Am I missing anything? 30 minute motivators, 30 minute, buddy oh, sessions. Oh yes. my gosh, Jason. Go ahead, Shauna. Take, take buddy it. Session. I love buddy sessions. It's where you train with a friend. There's two of you. and it, how excited she is. I know. Well, <laughs> one of my favorite groups to train is a buddy session. Yeah. So, um, cause she's everybody's buddy. I'm everybody's buddy. <laughs> I am. And, no. and you were talking about just ways to motivate, motivate people. Uh, I mean, for some people, they like that social aspect of, you know, of, of having that, yeah. friends in there and and having you know moral support 
right. things like that. And then some people, such as myself, or you know, are more intrinsically motivated. Yeah, intrinsically and, motivated. Um, well, look at these big words. It's, <laughs> a, it's a vocabulary lesson. I you know I just, perfectly content to yeah. just work out on their own right. and do their own thing. And we can provide both mm-hmm. that for you. That's why group fitness is so so popular, and we're so proud of our group fitness program because people come in and they and they look around like, "Where's Peggy?" Peggy is famous. Peggy, if you go in the wellness center, you're going <laughs> to you know Peggy. Peggy. But uh, where's Peggy? I watch Peggy for the movements, and then so if if Peggy doesn't show up like she did last week, as she had thing with her grandkids, we, we everybody's like, where is she? Oh, oh my gosh, do we have to call her? Is she okay? So that there's that camaraderie, and there's that you reach out and you get that personal relationship, which you can get that anywhere. But we are super proud of the YMCA. We think that we take it a little bit of a, a, a notch above. In fact, I know we do. Uh, it goes back into that family atmosphere. Uh, we we don't we don't do the hard sell. We don't we don't uh, uh, intimidate. We we want to educate you. We want to get you in the fitness. We want to show you that it's fun. Really, our goal is to help everybody get healthy. Yeah, right. Stay healthy and understand their bodies. Absolutely, absolutely. Because everybody is unique, and not everyone does things. Wow, that's like a tagline. I like it. Everybody is. Can we use that now? Probably. Is that that the title of the next podcast? Yeah. Everybody (laughs) is unique. Awesome. Awesome. Well, does anybody have any final thoughts? Anything they'd like to add? Come train with us. We're nice. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, but yeah, so we'd, we'd love to see you at the YMCA. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We tried to be as candid as possible. I, I, I thought with this group that we could be really kind of, you know, loose and uh, comfortable. So I hopefully achieved that. Hopefully we entertained you for the last 40 minutes. But uh, uh, once again, my name is Jason Icke. I'm the health and wellness director at the Tuscarawas County YMCA. If you have any questions about personal training, if you have any questions about the wellness center in general or group fitness, uh, you can come talk to me. My email address is jason at tuskymca.org. And you can reach me by calling the wide anytime, 364-5511. And my extension is 320. I had to think about that for a second. Or you could just stop in and ask for me. I'm almost always there. And I could put you in touch with Omar, Shauna, Angie, Dana, uh, any, any of our awesome staff. So, and Natalie, we just brought Natalie on. So she's going so to be awesome. So thanks again. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We hope to see you next time.